I don't know about you, but I write endless lists. It is the only way I can keep track of all the things that need to get done. And if it isn't written somewhere, then it more than likely won't get done. <laughs> Today, we are looking at a particular kind of list that you can write to help you manage the overwhelm of that really long to-do list. Today, we are going to talk about the not-to-do list. A not-to-do list is a handy tool that you can use to help you stay more focused on the really important things on that to-do list, the things that need to get done in your life and in your career. Simply put, this list is a list of tasks you don't do no matter what. You either delete them or you outsource them or you simply say no when they try to find their way onto your to-do list. And a well-thought-out not-to-do list can really help you to focus on things better. It can help you perform the tasks that create the greatest value. It can help you keep focused on those that you need to get done. So let's look at the kinds of things we can put on our not-to-do list and how we can write one. Are you feeling overrun and wrung out by the juggle of being a working mum? Do you just wish that you could be calmer and more patient at work and when you come home to your family, but there are so many things that need to be done and there are so many expectations on you? Do you wish you just had the space and the time and the capacity to be able to make choices that you know would leave you feeling healthier and happier, but you just don't have any wiggle room? Welcome to the Managing Mum podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte, a working mum of two with a very busy, very active life. As a qualified personal trainer and a well-being coach, and as a mum who has felt all of these things, my aim is to help you learn how to manage the juggle so that you can feel healthier and happier and lighter, and you can build great relationships at work and at home, and so that you can move closer to that ever-elusive work-life balance. While I may well offer suggestions such as taking a bubble bath, I'm also going to help you figure out how to do it without feeling guilty. So run that bath, tie up your mum bun and lock the bathroom door. We're learning how to juggle. It has been a couple of months now since the launch of this podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you who have taken the time out to listen to write a review or to send me a DM. I am having so much fun creating episodes and sharing with you all. And I so love hearing from you when you find something that has been useful for you. So please keep connecting, keep sharing. And if you do find something useful, please write a review for me. It is so encouraging to hear from you all and to know what's working for you and what you would like more of. But now let's get on to our not-to-do list. That endless list of to-dos in life can become hugely overwhelming. I don't know about you, but I am constantly writing these little lists on pieces of paper, planning out my week, when I'm going to fit in every little task, whether it be for work, for the children, for school, for the house, for a friend who needs help. And it can be relentless. And your to-do list can quickly become quite overwhelming and overloaded, especially if you have a problem saying no or a problem delegating or outsourcing tasks. 
I know I'm not very good at any of these things. I want to do it all and I would like to do it all well. I'm not great at asking for help unless I absolutely have to or I have a good reason to ask for help. And outsourcing is hard for me because I'm always so careful about spending money and I feel like it would be just cheaper if I did it myself. Although, <laughs> if I'm honest, in the long run, the time it takes is generally more costly than if I had just outsourced the task at hand. It can also be tricky if task management is hard for you. So this may be because it's hard for you to distinguish between what is a really urgent, important task or what is a low versus a high impact task or because you feel that you need to meet everybody's needs or there's a blurry line between all of these tasks that need to get done. And some of us are just prone to distraction. And we might have bad habits that lead us to never actually completing our to-do list because we, we suddenly find ourselves on social media or we find ourselves spending time doing something that wasn't even on the list in the first place. And so this is where the not-to-do list can come into play to help you stay more focused on the important things in your life and in your career as I've said, it is this list of things that you don't do no matter what. So you either delete them, you delegate them, you outsource them, or you just say no when they come up. And the general idea of this not-to-do list is so that we don't have to struggle with self-discipline. We don't have to wonder. It can help you to eliminate those tasks, first of all, that don't add value, and also get rid of those bad habits that we've created in life so that we don't have to then be weighing up the pros and cons. We don't have to be in a dilemma about whether or not you should make an exception this time. We don't have to feel guilty for saying no. It's on our not-to-do list, we just say no. And there's no umming and ahhing. There's no wondering, should I do this thing? It's a great tool if somebody else asks something of you, but it is just as good if you are asking it of yourself. You simply say no, because you aren't allowed to do the things that are on your not-to-do list. Stop giving energy to the things that you don't want in your life by writing up this list and really keeping it as part of the compass to help move you forward. So what then should be on your not-to-do list? The things on this list are usually all the things that you know and you feel deep down that you shouldn't be spending time on, but you just somehow are unable to stop doing these things. And a not-to-do list can really help you to systematically take care of these kinds of tasks, get rid of them, delete them, outsource them in some way or another. So these are the kinds of things that should be on your not-to-do list. Number one are your weak spots for the things that you want to say no to, but you somehow can't. So what comes up that you really want to say no to, whether it's somebody else asking it of you or it's you asking it of you? What are those things that you just can't seem to say no to? Put them on the not-to-do list and know that you just don't do those things. Number two is everything that is considered a distraction from staying productive. This might be social media, it might be popping to the fridge to see what's there, it might be even just making a cup of coffee, something that is distracting us, something that we have created a habit out of when we get a little bit bored or the task at hand is a little bit uncomfortable. 
Number three is all those tasks that somehow regularly find you, but that you can delete or delegate or outsource. What are the things that seem to come up regularly that have to potentially get done, but that you can outsource or delegate or delete if they don't necessarily have to be done? Number four is other people's responsibilities. Where do you find yourself taking on things that other people should be doing? And how can you get rid of this holding of other people's responsibilities? Number five is the tasks that have a low impact on your value production. So those small projects that might be in the way of bigger ones, those things that stop you from getting onto the bigger tasks at hand. These may be things that need to be done, but that again can be outsourced, or they might be things that you are just doing because actually getting onto the bigger tasks feels overwhelming. Number six is all the tasks that emotionally drain you. Find out for yourself, what are the tasks that deplete me? What are the tasks that make me feel exhausted? And see if you can get rid of them or get somebody else to do them. For me, I find social media creation really draining. So I have recently bought a template to help me do that. I'm still doing the day-to-day creation of the posts themselves, but I have a template that I can rely on that I know makes me feel more confident and more at ease with what I'm creating. Number seven is the bad habits you want to eliminate. What are the things that you do, the bad habits that have become part of your day-to-day life that you want to get rid of. Number eight is stuff that you just simply don't need to get done. What are things that just are not actually a part of your to-do list, but you are doing them without thinking about it. And number nine are the things that are out of your control. Things that you don't need to control, you don't need to be a part of, you don't need to try to manage. What are the things that there that you can let go of? that you can delete or outsource or delegate. Get rid of everything else that you want to systematically eliminate from your day-to-day life to make room for the more important tasks that you need to get done or just to have a little bit more free time to do the things that you want to do. You might be listening to this list and think, yes, but there's nothing on my list of to-dos that fits into those nine categories. But I'm going to invite you to really, the next time you write your to-do list, to really think about each task on it. There might be tasks that you do absolutely have to get done, or that do need to get done, but that can be delegated or outsourced. One of these for me is the grocery shopping. I use online shopping as often as I can to save me the time of going to the shops and trawling the aisles. Yes, okay, then I have to do the online shop. But I have my list, I type in the goods I need, I pay, and somebody else spends their time doing the actual physical work of going up and down the aisles. Or there might be things that actually aren't even on your list, but that you find yourself doing. And while you're doing them, you just know that this is taking up precious time and it doesn't need to. This might be water cooler chats at the office or doing other things when you're putting off really getting stuck into the task that needs doing. 
I know that I, for instance, will happily spend lots of time filling in my calendar with color codes and making it all look neat if there is something on my actual to-do list that I'm putting off. And if this is something I'm putting off that is not something I can delegate or outsource or delete, it should be something that I hit first on my to-do list. So perhaps procrastination is something that I can put on my not-to-do list and just notice and know whenever I am procrastinating that I need to stop doing that. So how do we create this not-to-do list? It can be a fluid document that you add to, but it needs to be not so fluid that you change it all the time when things get a little bit uncomfortable and you're like, oh, I'll just take that off now. And we can use these following steps to help us to create this list, to put it together and then to use it to help us just to focus that little bit more. The first is, of course, to take time to actually make the list. I really believe it's definitely worth just sitting for half an hour to save you those hours and hours and hours in the future that you waste on doing the things that should be on this list. In this process, I really think it's good to notice when something feels uncomfortable for you when you're writing it. Be curious about why it feels uncomfortable to put this on the not to do list and then write it down. There is often a discomfort in letting go of the things that help us procrastinate, help us feel a little bit better when we know actually that we shouldn't be doing them. Step two is to analyze your tasks from the previous months. Go back and look at what you've done, what you've spent your time on in the, the last few months. Open your calendar, look at your old to-do lists, look for patterns. You can also do with this with the different requests that you get from people to do things. Go back and look at what you've been asked to do. What are the kinds of things that people are asking you to do that you can say no to? Then we can start with step three, identifying the tasks that should be on our not-to-do list. So dedicate a few minutes to all of these recurring tasks. To each task, look at how big of an impact that task has on where you want to be, on what you want to be doing, on what your goals are. How much added value are you really creating by performing that task? Can you delete it? Can you delegate it? Can you outsource it? so that you can do something that adds more value. And then ask yourself also, when I'm performing that task, do I feel any negative emotions about it? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel bored? Do I feel frustrated? You can also look at if you usually procrastinate when performing that task. Is it a task that you put off? Or is it a task that you use to put off something else? If it's a task that somebody else is asking you to do, do you feel guilt or anger when you've said yes to doing the task? Do you feel resentful towards the person you've said yes to? And what would it feel like to be able to say no to that person and not have to do it? In this process, we can then start to identify low-level tasks. We can see which tasks we can delegate. We can notice which are distractions and which are time wasters that take up more space in our calendar, in our to-do list than they should. As I've said, I noticed that I was taking ages creating social media posts that were probably only reaching out to a few people, but that actually just made me feel frustrated and agitated by the end of doing that task. And by the 
time I'd finished this, I was irritable and I was actually struggling to do the other more important tasks on my list. But be honest with yourself about what should be on your not-to-do list. Especially try to identify those tasks that help you to procrastinate, as well as the ones that you have problems saying no to. Find the recurring ones and put them on your not-to-do list. This can be scrolling through social media. It might not necessarily be something that's on your to-do list, but it can be such a time waster. So if it's on your not-to-do list, you just know that this is something that you just don't do. Step four is learning how to say no. These boundaries that we struggle to set up are tricky for all of us and there are upcoming episodes around boundaries, so look out for those. But you can start by saying no to yourself and saying no to other people in instances that allow you the space to do this that aren't so uncomfortable. Once you have created this not-to-do list, you can also look at it every morning at the beginning of the day. Take time for a 15-minute meeting with yourself in the morning or your team and plan out the tasks for that day. And instead of only asking yourself which tasks you'll perform on a certain day, make a list of the tasks you certainly won't do that day as well. This can take a lot of pressure off your shoulders. It can help you to focus on the most important tasks. It can keep your decision-making muscles strong for those really important choices that you need to make. One of the great ways to keep focused on this is to prepare a template for saying no to the things that are going to come up that might push you off task. If you've got a template that allows you to politely decline or to delegate and outsource tasks, you can save time and there's also less emotional pressure than you might feel every time you have to come up with a new way of saying no or you have to create a new email. Have that template at hand. Let that become something that you fall back on that allows you to say, I just am not going to do this. Templates are, of course, generally most useful for email replies, but you can also have a pre-prepared verbal reply when somebody is asking you to do something that is a distraction from your true goals. Get used to using this reply so that you can keep that task on your not-to-do list and focus on those on your to-do list. Another great list that you can add to this is the anti-to-do list. So this is not like the not to-do list. It's the other side of your to-do list. It is the list of tasks which you have already completed. It's a wonderful column marked done that you can tick off. And the idea of this list is to be able to see how much you've already done, to motivate you to do even more, to feel good about the, the productivity of your day, about what you've done, of your progress for that day and to help you to pre feel proud for how much you've done, how much you've got through, so that you can see the impact of your not-to-do list on the work that you're doing, on the focus that you have, on the way that you are operating and showing up. I wanted to offer you an example of my not-to-do list. And although these are not necessarily particularly task-orientated, they are around keeping my energy levels up, keeping me focused on what is most important. 
And by having this not-to-do list, it helps me to keep my eye on the prize, to keep my eye on what it is that I want and what I need to do to be able to achieve that, to get where I want to be. I really suggest that you don't make your list so long that you can't keep a tally of it. But really think about those things that drain you and those things that waste your time or those things that I've said you can outsource or delegate so that you can focus on those tasks that are of high value, those tasks that make you feel good and energized. So yes, here's my list. Number one, no spending time with people who make me feel depleted. Two, no scrolling through social media during the day. Three, no checking my emails before 8 a.m. or after 5 p.m. Four, no signing up to any new mailing lists with shiny promises. Five, no popping to the shops for one or two items during the week. Six, no social media posts that are not to promote this podcast. Seven, no meetings without a set agenda for an outcome. Eight, no gossiping about other people. Nine, no going to bed late. And ten, no opening the fridge unless it's a meal time or a set snack time. How about you? Now that you've listened to this, what do you think should be on your not-to-do list? Take a piece of paper and a pen and start creating your own list and then post it on the wall. Keep an eye on it, get to know it and make sure you stay as faithful to that list as you possibly can and see the impact it has on your productivity and on your joy and on your life. It is a real honor and a privilege for me to spend this time with you sharing what I have experienced and everything that I have learned. And it can get quite lonely on this side of the mic. So if you have enjoyed this podcast or if you've found anything useful in it, I would so appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It really lets me know that I actually am making an impact, which is the best thing for me. And if you know of any other mums that you think might like this podcast, any mums who are managing it all, so basically all of them, please share this podcast with them so that we can build a village of happy, healthy mums.